Ever Broncos GM George Payton and head coach Sean Payton were wheeling and dealing on their first official day of the NFL draft. They add a speedy wide receiver and add a couple of other players to their foundation. We take a look at the draft picks and we talk about whether or not it was a good choice by the Broncos. You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. The Denver Broncos have added three players after their first official day of the 2023 NFL Draft on Friday. Were they good picks? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and waking Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Make sure you subscribe or you follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, welcome on into the podcast. We have you covered every single day as it pertains to this Broncos football team up close and personal from an objective point of view. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Join alongside... As always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Sarah, Friday was a big day in Broncos country because that's when their first selections of the NFL draft were previously set to occur. 67th overall, 68. It didn't quite work out that way in that order, but the Broncos, George Payton, Sean Payton, willing and dealing, making some moves and trading back into the end of round two to get a player that they really, really liked. They did, Cody. They were wheeling and dealing, and it was exactly what we had talked about in the days leading up to the draft, wasn't it? Wondering what's what strategy is going to win out here. You know, Sean Payton, he has always historically liked to, to trade up, and really the Broncos only had five picks coming into the NFL draft this year, but I think nine picks next year, right? So we kind of knew in the back of our minds, hey, if they want to trade up, they do have the future capital to do so. And we saw it right away when they when they were about, you know, just a few picks away from being on the clock. They jumped up and with their top pick, they got Marvin Mims, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. And I'm excited about this pick, Cody. I think a lot of Broncos fans and myself included kind of cooled off on the idea of wide receiver lately. Just kind of felt like the team was shifting in a different direction. A lot of the signs pointing to the tight end position which, of course, just one after another as the second round is going. Those tight ends were flying off the board, including a number of guys the Broncos had brought in for pre-draft visits. So Marvin Mims ended up being the pick, a speedy wide receiver out of Oklahoma, 4-3-8, Cody, in the 40-yard dash. You love to see a guy like this coming in, especially after uh, K.J. Hamler suffering that pectoral injury this offseason. And everybody, too, wants to try to maneuver and navigate. Like, what does this mean for Cortland Sutton? What does this mean for Jerry Judy? Uh, Sean Payton, George Payton said during their uh, post day one of them officially being on the clock in their press conference, they told us has nothing to do with those guys, has no impact on that whatsoever. I do think it is important to maybe acknowledge, okay, hey, bringing in a guy like Marvin Mims, we had a chance to speak with him on a conference call. I asked him a question about his comfortability being able to play on the outside or playing on the inside. And he said, hey, I, I did that my entire career at Oklahoma. I played in two different offensive schemes. And he says, I'm very, very comfortable with it. So, I mean, he is an option that could play in the slot. He is an option that could play on the outside. He can impact you in special teams as a returner and as a punt returner, which, in my opinion, the addition to him, I think, makes you know questions rise a little bit more regarding K.J. Hamler and also Montrell Washington. We'll delve deeper into that a little bit later on here in the show. But 
yeah, I mean, I, I like the the play and the addition of Marvin Mims. I was definitely surprised it was wide receiver. I think uh, alongside with everybody else in Broncos country, but when you look at what he can do, averaging 19.5 yards per catch throughout his career. I mean, last year, 20.1 yards per catch, six touchdowns, 54 receptions for over 1,000 yards. He is a guy that can get behind defenses, right? B- blow the top off of it, uh, essentially. So I think that's a big need where the Broncos have had. It definitely impacts, I think, the deep ball aspect that we saw Russell Wilson hit to KJ Hamler several times last year. I, I like the addition there. But then, you know, they-, they traded pick number 68 to move up to obviously 63 to do that. They kept pick 67 overall. And with that pick, they also took Drew Sanders, linebacker out of Arkansas. And Sarah initially, I think this was probably like on paper, probably the most surprising one at first. But when you go back, and this is what I encourage Broncos country to do, right? Go back and watch this guy's tape. I mean, the size and the the length that he has in terms of how tall he is, how fast he plays. He is a guy that is all over the field. Nine and a half sacks at Arkansas last year. He's a former transfer from Alabama. First two seasons of college football, he played it at Bama. Played a little bit outside, played a little bit inside, but Sean Payton said he projects him to be an inside linebacker. And when you look at how he creates opportunities in pass rush departments and against the run, this is a guy that has an extremely high motor that I think will add to the Broncos defense, you know, maybe in a rotation role this year, but presumably he's a starter maybe next year. Well, and he's going to start off being a high impact player on special teams. He came into the college ranks at Alabama. He ended up at Arkansas this past year, but he came into Alabama where we know you show up at Alabama, even as a five-star prospect, you got NFL guys on the depth chart Everywhere. above you at Alabama every single year at every single position. So he's coming in, he's playing special teams. And Cody, you look back at his time in Alabama, just time and time again, Drew Sanders popping up as one of their special teams players of the week. You, I guarantee you, the Broncos looked at this. They're, they don't have a first-round pick. Didn't have a second-round pick until today. Obviously, Marvin Mims became a second-round pick. He was the 63rd overall pick, the final pick of round two. But Drew Sanders, a guy that was kind of mocked all offseason in that first to second-round range, typically going in the top 50 picks somewhere, and you play at Alabama, you get on special teams, and you get a shot at Arkansas, and what do you do with your shot? You go out, rack up 103 tackles, you know, 13 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. You want to talk about impact as a pass rusher. That's big time from the off ball linebacker spot. Sean Payton was talking at that post-draft press conference about guys that they look at these certain things that you check a box in terms of whether or not you can make an, yeah, exactly. The makeup, right? He talked a lot about the makeup, but he's talking as well about guys that can impact the quarterback. And he said that, Drew Sanders is one of those guys that you check that box, right? You check the box to say he significantly impacts the game as a pass rusher. Three forced fumbles last year for Arkansas on top of all that other stuff. And Cody, I I look, I, I see Dane Brugler of The Athletic has him ranked as the number one linebacker in this class. That's pretty big time, especially because for me, I did not have linebacker on my radar. I felt like that had turned into a position of strength for the Broncos this this last year. So what do you know? I guess you get a guy, if the NFL is moving towards positionless defense, I think Drew Sanders, he could fit perfectly at a number of different spots. Yeah, and then we go to the next move that the Broncos made in round number three. They traded back up into round three at pick number 83 overall, and they traded up for Iowa cornerback Riley Moss. You're a big Iowa Hawkeye fan. 
We'll expound on him a little bit later on the show as well, because you look at this move here. Yeah. You know, I think people are upset. Oh, you traded capital. But as George Payton and Sean Payton said, when you look at it on the chart, it's equal value in terms of, okay, hey, you know what? We're giving up a third next year, but the value in terms of what we're getting is the same exact thing. So it's the opportunity cost right there. Obviously, you know him very well. A first team, all Big Ten selection in 2022. 47 tackles and 11 passes defense last season. This is a guy who's consistently grown. I had a chance to ask him about, you know, maybe where he feels like he can play. He says he feels like he can play all around inside, outside, can play safety. And, you know, is viewed as a defensive back. And then Sean Payton later said we view him as a cornerback there. So you add him to the room there, but also special teams as well. Let's get a quick synopsis on him, your thoughts on that. And then we'll expound on a little bit later on here on the show as we continue on. Absolutely love this pick, Cody, and my Iowa Hawkeyes fandom aside, I think Riley Moss, a lot of people fell in love with him, watching him at the Senior Bowl, the things that he was able to do, really showing out at the scouting combine. George Payton even mentioned this guy, he checked every box in the offseason, right? He won the offseason. He did everything right, had a high RAS score, very productive, over 2,600 snaps in Phil Parker's defense there at Iowa, Cody, that is absolutely massive. 26 career passes defense, obviously uh, an aggressive player, plays the ball really well in the air, very instinctive at the catch point, which I think is going to be huge. The Broncos need to create turnovers, and I don't know. it, it could, could there be a little competition there at the starting cornerback spot with Damari Mathis? I think Mathis has obviously the leg up at this point, but the Broncos did give up quite a bit for Riley Moss. I'm excited to talk more about that pick. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive deeper into that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Also, as we continue to evaluate the draft selection as well, Denver has two more picks remaining in round number six. We'll see if that changes at all on Saturday. We'll have you covered here, Locked On Broncos, for another special episode of the show here. We're going to also talk about how do we feel about the draft picks that the Broncos did, and is there anything we should be surprised about? Is there anything Broncos country should be surprised about with the selections made on Friday night? You get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there, Ultimate Football GM with the NFL Draft. What better way to put yourself in the shoes of being a general manager than Ultimate Football GM? You get to assemble your coaching staff, your coordinators, your personnel, your scheme, and you also get to go through free agency, the draft. You get to make decisions on contracts, and you also have different situations that you have to adjust to as someone who's in control of a franchise. You get that Ultimate Football GM all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline where you can play on the go whenever you want to, wherever you want to. Lockdown Broncos listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app source. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Simple question, maybe complicated answer from everybody. How are we feeling about the Broncos 2023 NFL draft class so far? For you everyday listeners out there, sound off in the comments. If you're listening for the first time, you're like, hey, I want to know more about these Broncos picks. I want to know if the team got better. Did they make good moves? Sound off in the comments. Let us know what you think. Cody, I want to turn it over to you here. What's your gut? feeling what's your gut reaction obviously we're recording this we promised everybody we'd stay up late on friday night record an episode after the picks got made and we're doing it we're making good on that promise people just know that cody and i were up it's midnight here central time god's time zone but cody i think you know what 
how do we feel about this? How do we feel about the players the Broncos got? Where are you at after day two? I mean, look at my eyes here. If you can see, if you can zoom in, if you're watching on YouTube, they're bloodshot, they're red. I'm tired. I was at the Broncos facility for a good portion of the evening. I, I was so tired, I mispronounced. I said Denzel Mims in my recap video Denzel, versus Marvin yeah. Mims. This is where I'm at, folks. Please yeah. forgive me for that. <laughs> but as, as, aside yeah. from that, Sarah, these, these three picks that Denver made – Look, I think we have to factor in everything that George Payton and Sean Payton said leading up to the NFL draft, that they were always going to go with the best player available, not on your board, not on my board, not on anybody in Broncos country's board, but their board that they have assembled with their pro scouting department, their coaching staff, like it's a full collaborative effort. And I feel like these are three very solid players that they added. I'm very intrigued about Mims adding him to the mix here in terms of the wide receiver competition, the special teams competition, potentially at the return aspect. I'm intrigued by, uh, you know, obviously the linebacker, Drew Sanders and, you know, six foot five rangy long. I mean, he's a guy that intrigues me from a special team standpoint, could be a starter next year for the Broncos. And we'll see how things pan out maybe this year. Uh, but I don't suspect he's going to be a starter this year for the Broncos at that position. And then, you know, obviously with Riley Moss, I was surprised. I think everybody was surprised a little bit. And he was even, Sean Payton was asked a question about Jason Sahorn. But this is a guy that at Iowa, and this is, I think is a great opportunity for you to expound on him a little bit more. This is a guy that has a chip on his shoulder and has, I think, shown growth year in and year out at Iowa. Now, look, their offense was really bad, but he played a lot on defense, got a lot of action. And uh, there was a little bit of a joke in the media room, you know, when he was drafted, they're like, hey, you know, how is uh, they were going to ask him a question. How is it like playing for, uh, you know, on being on defense all the time when your offense is consistently punting or turning the ball over? So, <laughs> you know, I, I want to get your thoughts here on obviously the addition of Riley Moss and how you feel about these picks specifically. My verdict is I think that they're solid picks and I'm excited to see a little bit more. Right. The jury's still out. We have to see these guys play, I think, on paper. Solid picks overall, considering where Denver was picking and where they were at. Well, let's start with Riley Moss, okay? Let's start with the guy that he's going to be the subject of a lot of controversial discussions, certainly because the Broncos traded a 2024 third-round pick in order to move up to get him. They traded pick number 108, a fourth-round pick, and a future third, a 2024 third-round pick, to get Riley Moss at pick number 83 with the Seattle Seahawks making that deal. You make that trade automatically. Everybody's seeing that future third round pick and they're saying to themselves, my gosh, that's a, that's an overpay. I'm not seeing it as an overpay Cody. I think, look, you trade a third, this uh, you trade a third next year for a third this year that ends up being kind of a wash in my mind. And you add a fourth round pick on top of it. I mean, you got to pay a premium to go up and get a guy. If you want to trade up to get a, a player, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't know how people think trading up works in the NFL. It's not always going to end up being equal either way. But with Riley Moss as a player, dude started off his career at Iowa as a blue shirt, which isn't a red shirt. He was not on scholarship right when he got to campus. He didn't. He he wasn't on scholarship until January of his freshman year. Okay, so we're talking about a guy that played as a true freshman in Phil Parker's defense and on a Kirk Ferentz team. Where if you are not a, you know, that that team is all about seniority, Cody. If you're not an absolute superstar, you are not playing as a true freshman. Very, very few guys uh, contribute as starters as true freshmen. When a, when a guy like Riley Moss comes in and does the things that he did, like I said, playing over 2,600 snaps as an outside cornerback, 
Uh, the elephant in the room here is obviously the fact that Riley Moss, he's a white guy like you and me, Cody, and he played outside corner at, in college, and he's going to play outside corner in the NFL. We have not seen that in over 20 years. It's kind of a weird it's a weird deal. I mean, there's yeah. obviously Christian McCaffrey kind of broke a mold as a running back recently in terms of the things that he's capable of doing. It's definitely an elephant in the room and it's worth discussing just for the fact. I mean, Sean Payton was asked about it. He was asked because he coached with Jason Seahorn, like you mentioned on the New York Giants. It's not the same type of situation, in my opinion. Riley Moss is just a good corner. He's, he's a good corner and you watch the way that he plays. He's aggressive, plays fast. He's instinctive. Like I said, he attacks the ball in the air. And you you mentioned it. Iowa's offense, non-existent. That defense carried the offense. I think over the last handful of years, I'd have to look up the official number. I don't think any other college program has as many defensive touchdowns as the Iowa defense does. And those guys score regularly. Riley Moss scored pretty regularly. He had 11 interceptions in his career and I can still picture him running up and down the field after those interceptions because they those guys knew they had to score. I love this pick, Cody. It, it's my favorite pick. I think the Broncos made and I, and I don't know. I'm not upset about the trade value. I don't get why people are. You have to make good picks for good players. The Broncos still have a third round pick next year. They just don't have two I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get where the outrage comes from. Sean Payton said it pre-draft, didn't he? He's like, the third round picks and beyond, those are the easiest picks to recover. You can get them easily. He he's he diminished the idea of like, those are those are non like Who cares? I, I just, I don't get the outrage, Cody. I love the player. I think it's a good pick. I think a lot of people in, in Broncos country, and look, and, and you said this on Twitter, and it, it's fair, like, yeah, Broncos country, Broncos fans, feel how you feel, right? But let's let's apply some logic. Let's apply some critical thinking to it versus just just being outraged, right? The Broncos felt strongly about these players enough to make the decision. And look, these guys have access to way more information than any of us do. As analysts or fans, they have way more access and insight into why they want to make this decision. They have analytics models that we can't even think of right now. That's like government, like NASA level type stuff here. We have to let it play out, right? Like, yeah, be excited about it. Or if you're not excited about it, okay, that's fair. But give them a chance and have realistic expectations about what is going to come, what their roles may be. These are stuff we're going to dive into here on Lockdown Broncos. And hey, look, there's still two more picks and there could be some intriguing prospects. Denver could trade up. They could trade back. Who knows what the hell is going to happen on Saturday as the NFL draft concludes. And then there's the undrafted rookie free agents that they will look to bring in as well. But overall, let's interpret the Broncos draft. Let's take a little bit of a a bigger look at it from a widespread view. Let's separate ourselves from the freshness of it happening and let's look at it for what it is. You're going to get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar or you don't want all the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. That is Built Bar. Seriously, You've got to try it. Whether it's a regular Built Bar, whether it's a Built Bar Puff, if you have yet to try Built Bar, you are missing out. And here is why. Each bar is covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Each bar contains around 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, low in sugar. And once again, I mentioned it, 100% milk chocolate. What a damn bargain that you could get with Built Bar. You can go to Built.com to get you a box today, or you can go to your local Walmart in the pharmacy section and get you a box of four Built Bars today with a wide variety of flavors like churro, like brownie batter, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. They have you covered. Or if you want bulk, 
Go to Sam's Club and get you a box of 13. You can get that today at Built.com or your Sam's Club or Walmart. Putting the Denver Broncos' first day of the NFL draft into perspective is important, I think, when we have a conversation about the prospects that they looked at, who they added. And I feel like Broncos country, if you missed out on George Payton and Sean Payton's press conference, make sure you go check that out. I felt like they gave a lot of great insight as to the thought process there. And look, these guys, you could definitely tell they vibe well together. They have these conversations. There was a lot that we gained out of the the post day one for the Broncos draft press conference. Make sure you check that out as well. On top of listening to Lockdown Broncos every single day. I want to say thank you to everybody in Broncos country for making us your first listen. And for the everyday listeners, mile high salute to you. Thank you so much. You make the show exactly what it is. We couldn't do this without you. And we appreciate your insight, your interaction. Taking a little bit of a, a 30,000 foot perspective here on the Broncos draft. I think we have to take a look at the widespread takeaway. Sarah, I, I see your Twitter. I see what's going on. I see a lot of the replies you're getting. And you're 100% right. Sean Payton, if history's told us anything, Sean Payton said exactly what he was going to do. George Payton said what they were going to do. And I think in the eyes of a lot of people who are upset about the picks that Denver made, it, it kind of aligns with the fact that this isn't the guy that I wanted, right? And it's understandable. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, we have to be realistic here. Whoever you know, you and I had as the top player on our board, right, may not have been in the top 10, top 15, or even top 20, potentially, of the Broncos board that they had assembled overall. They do a lot of background on these guys. So I, I think mock draft simulators, they definitely increase. I think, well, this guy's available. I took him here. How come they're not taking this guy? There's a lot of outrage about that. There's a lot of outrage that they didn't trade up to take a center. If they really, really wanted to, they would have done that. So I think that maybe how people perceive, okay, this team has this as a need. Reminder, going into the draft last week, George Payton said, hey, we addressed a lot of our major holes in free agency. We're going to take the best player available on our board, essentially, and we, we feel good about the foundation that we have. I think that gets lost here with you know guys that were taken that maybe Broncos fans don't know enough about or don't like. Right. And Cody, this this leads me to something that I think we just need to discuss. You know, as we have this show, we we always have structure. We always have our script. We always have these things. I just want to kind of like just be real with everybody for a second here about where I'm at in terms of the draft, like how I approach the draft for for a decade. I covered the draft like that was one of my jobs, right? I covered specifically the draft. So I have to watch these guys all season long and I form these opinions. And of course, like as Broncos fans, you watch so much of these guys, you form such strong opinions. Of course, I understand where everybody's coming from who fall in love with certain guys, right? You fall in love with certain prospects. The last couple of years, I, I still cover the draft, but like the draft is not my job anymore. Just covering the NFL, covering the Broncos is what I do. So I, I, I view the draft in a completely different lens. I'm not watching every single college game throughout the season. I'm not scouring every single week trying to find here's 10, 10 players I, I wanted to see the for the Broncos context like this week uh, in week four of the college football season. I'm not doing that, Cody. And, and you and I both are kind of in this boat of where like in the, the weeks after free agency is when our draft prep really ramps up. So there's people out there in Broncos country who have formed strong opinions about prospects over months and months of pouring into film and cutting up clips and doing all these, having all these conversations on Twitter. So like we understand the the outrage sometimes over picks and it's not just outrage. It's like, 
it's a difference of philosophy. It's like you're in the war room with the boys, right? With with Sean Payton and George Payton. But I think I just think from my vantage point, looking at this draft class and looking at really every team for that matter, at what does everybody say after the draft? Oh, we feel like we won this year. We feel like we got, we got our guy at yeah. every pick. We, we, we you know, at, and subjectively, how can you say anybody got anything but an A for their draft? If they, if they had, if they got the guys they wanted, or if they say they got the guys they wanted, look, these guys got to go play. Like you always talk about Cody. And we, we, we talk about it on this show. These guys got to go play on the field to show who's going to be a good draft pick. Who's not going to be a good draft pick. You, you might be looking at, remember, remember how excited we were about that 2019 draft class. You get, you trade down and you still get Noah Fant. You get Dalton Reisner in the second round. He's supposed to be a first-round player. Drew Locke projected to go in the top 10, 15, 20 picks. You get him in the second round. Then you get Draymond Jones in round three. Where are all those guys at right now, Cody? How many of those players are on the Denver Broncos roster? Everybody. I think that was a pretty well unanimous. Everybody loved that draft. Zero players from that class still on the team. And I think that that just goes to say, like you could go into a draft to come out of a draft feeling a certain way, but years down the line is where it really matters. And I guess these players, they deserve in my, all of that to say, this is my rant. These players deserve the benefit of the doubt to go out there and show what they can do on the field to prove whether or not this was a good draft class. And I think being optimistic in the interim is the healthiest course of action. Uh, 100% agree with you. And I think it gets lost at times because, you know, everything is fresh. These picks are fresh. The the emotion of, I really, really wanted this guy. He was available. They didn't get him. There's just a difference of philosophy, like you mentioned, between the people who make the decisions, us as analysts at times, and even fans. And I, I think at the end of the day, once we accept like, okay, hey, you know what? I may not agree with this pick but I'm also willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think George Payton and Sean Payton deserve the benefit of the doubt for these selections with all the intel that they received from the scouting department who got a massive shout out from Sean Payton. They said, hey, they took us on a, we don't get to travel much, they said. They showed us, they took us on something, they gave us a vision of what these guys could be. And it's up to the coaching staff and it's up to the, everything around them to put them in a position to succeed, to reach that vantage point in which they envision. Will it work out? There's no guarantee that it will. But you know what? If it does, it's a great conversation to have. If it doesn't work out, it, it's just, once again, what you say. That's why you like to be in a position where you do not have to draft based on a need that you feel like you have, that you address those needs in other you know realms like trading for a player or NFL free agency. You attack those major needs there and then you supplement that with building depth and building guys that you feel like can be something, maybe not necessarily in one year, but also two years down the road. And then the narrative will change next year because the Broncos will have their first round pick as it stands. They won't have a second. They will have a third round pick, even though they gave up another third round pick in order to make one of the trade-ups happen here. Denver's in a really good position, I believe, with eight or nine total draft picks going into 2024. So for me, I look at the foundation that is set in place. And I'm going to ask Sean Payton. I'm going to ask George Payton. What do you believe the foundation of this football team is? I'm going to ask that tomorrow when they conclude the NFL draft and they do their conclusion press conference. But I, I feel you like Broncos country. If you're excited about it, be excited about it. If you're not excited about it, you know what? That's fair. You have every right to do so. But I would say on both sides of the spectrum, at least have an open mind about, okay, I may not agree with it, but here's maybe why it could work. And I think once we figure out a little bit more, once we see these guys on the field, we'll have more clarity 
on maybe where they'll be as rookies, where they'll be, you know, two years from now. They're all third round picks. So, so granted, the expectations are skewed a little bit because they have first or second round pick, but they have three third round picks. You have to have, I think, medium expectations here, and we'll see if they get there along the way. We'll have you covered here on Locked On Broncos. To all the everyday listeners, you know this. If you're a brand new listener and a brand new viewer and you're just now catching this, make us part of your everyday experience because when you want objective, to the point, Broncos coverage, content, and more, you get that here, Locked On Broncos. You don't get that anywhere else. We appreciate you so much, Broncos country. Thank you for making the show what it is. Sarah and myself will be back tomorrow. I'll be in Dove Valley for the conclusion of the NFL draft. Once we hear from Sean Payton, George Payton, I'll come back home. We'll record another podcast for you to recap everything in conclusion. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch on YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow for your brand.